Back in the day when my girls were born, it was not easy to share photos and videos with loved ones, but you have a fantastic option available, the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created in 2015 and has operated in the long term to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes. Now, let me share some of the great features that make the Family Album app a go-to app. First off, the app automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and see how your child has grown. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching through folders. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. It's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold onto or share to document each month of your baby's life. Plus, the Family Album app has unlimited storage and it is totally free. Yes, you heard that right. No more worrying about running out of space or being bombarded by ads when you're just trying to relive those heartwarming moments. So if you are still trying to use other messaging apps for your kids' photos, it is time to level up your family photo game with a free photo sharing app. Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, it's all one word, download the app and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. Well, hello there, Dr. Nicole here. I am thrilled to share something incredible with you today. Imagine having a treasure trove of informative, entertaining, and empowering video content about the journey to parenthood right at your fingertips. That's exactly what you get with Informed Pregnancy Plus. For less than 25 cents a day, you'll gain access to a vast subscription library filled with documentary films, web series, mind and body fitness programs, workshops, and courses covering fertility to parenting and everything in between. A few of my favorite titles are The Business of Being Born, Empowered Mama, Belly Dance for Birth, Ease into Sleep, The Afterbirth Plan, and The Core Connection. And here's the best part. For a limited time, you can gain full access absolutely free. Just visit informedpregnancy.tv to sign up. Get Informed Pregnancy Plus right now for your informed and empowered parenting journey, all from the comfort of your home. Visit informedpregnancy.tv. Again, that's informedpregnancy.tv. Happy New Year, everyone. I am kicking off the year with an episode of 10 Things to Help You Have Your Best Pregnancy, Birth, and Life. Welcome to the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins, a board-certified OBGYN physician, certified integrative health coach, and creator of the Birth Preparation Course, an online childbirth education class that will leave you feeling knowledgeable, prepared, confident, and empowered going into your birth. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only, and it's not a substitute for medical advice. See the full disclaimer at ncrcoaching.com forward slash disclaimer. 
Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 50. And I want to start off this episode, the first episode of 2020, by saying a big thank you. This episode marks a year for the podcast. And this little podcast that I started a year ago has now been downloaded over 55,000 times. It's at about 9,500 downloads a month and growing every single day. I want to thank everyone for your support, for all of the kind words via email, comments on social media posts or direct messages or reviews. All of it truly warms my heart and confirms for me that I am doing good work, y'all, and I am fulfilling my purpose, which is to be of service to women during pregnancy and birth. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, I will give a specific listener shout out to Naughty624. She left me this review in Apple Podcast, and the title of the review says, Incredibly Informative, and the review says, I'm newly pregnant and wanted to find a podcast that will walk me through what I can expect the next nine months. Dr. Rankins is fantastic and is always citing the latest data available and breaking it down, which is very important to me. There are lots of sources out there, but not always evidence-based, which makes this podcast more reassuring. Not to mention Dr. Rankins has a great calming voice to help you not be too alarmed when sharing scary but important things you need to know. Thank you for all the information and for guiding me through this journey. Well, thank you, thank you, Naughty624, for those kind words. It means the world to me when you take the time to leave a review like this, and I so truly, really appreciate it. All right, so as I said, this is the first episode of 2020, and I thought I would kick off the year, the new decade, really, with 10 pieces of advice or recommendations to help you have your best pregnancy, birth, and some of these really apply to your life. So let's go ahead and hop right in. So number one is this, for your prenatal care, who's caring for you during your pregnancy and birth, you really want to know that doctor or midwife or the practice Your doctor will have a huge influence on your pregnancy and birth experience. And you want to feel confident that you are in good hands for one of the most important events of your life. You deserve to feel well supported. You deserve to feel respected. You should feel that your concerns are addressed. And you just really want to have that trusting relationship. Because when you have trust, when that energy surrounds your pregnancy and birth, it's so much better than having a fear-based relationship. Now, the way that you get to know your doctor, your midwife, is to ask questions. And I'm not going to go through all of the questions. I have a couple of of resources that I'll give to you. But in general, I want to say this. It's important that you ask the right type of questions. So you really want to ask what and how questions as opposed to yes, no questions. So an example is instead of saying, do you support low intervention birth? 
which most doctors are probably going to say yes, because why would they say no? They would look bad if they said no. You want to say, what are your thoughts about low intervention birth? Or how do you approach low intervention birth? You're going to get much more information when you ask that what, how question instead of yes, no questions. Now, as far as specific questions to ask, like I said, I got a couple of resources for you. There's episode three of the podcast, which talks about how to be sure you have the right doctor. And I included a list of questions with that episode, and I'll include the link to those questions in the show notes for this episode. And the show notes for this episode are ncrcoaching.com forward slash episode 50. And episode is spelled out, so E P I. S-O-D-E-5-0, so ncrcoaching.com forward slash episode 50. And that just talks about things like asking your um, doctor, what's their philosophy towards pregnancy and birth? What happens if I have questions after hours? Um, Who will I see during my visit? So those are just some of the questions that are covered. And then the other resource is my free online class on how to make a birth plan that works. I go through several questions in that free online class that you can ask so you have a better understanding of how your doctor will be towards your birth. And you can register for that class. Again, it's totally free, ncrcoaching.com forward slash register. And this information, again, is really important for you to know so that you know you have the right people with you to approach your pregnancy and birth in a way that supports you. Okay, so number two, similarly to how you want to know the doctor or midwife, you also want to know the hospital where you plan to give birth. The culture of the hospital has a huge influence on your birth experience. What a lot of people actually do not realize is that your doctor actually is not there for most of your labor. Your doctor will probably come in at the beginning. They may come in a couple times during your labor, and then they'll pop in again when it's time for you to give birth. So it's really the hospital staff and specifically your labor nurse who is with you during most of your labor. So the culture of the hospital, again, plays a significant role in your labor and delivery experience. You want to be in a place that supports you and your vision for your birth. Now, there are a couple of circumstances where this can be really important. If you want an unmedicated or low intervention birth, then you definitely want to know things like how do they feel about people moving around during labor? Do they support intermittent monitoring where you're not attached to the monitor all the time? Do they have wireless monitoring options available? Exactly how many women get an epidural? Do you have nurses that are experienced in supporting women who want an unmedicated birth? Are there options for tubs or showers because hydrotherapy can be a very effective pain relief during labor? So those are just some of the questions that you want to ask in that particular circumstance. Another circumstance where you want to really be sure you understand the hospital is if you are interested in a TOLAC or trial of labor after cesarean or VBAC. Not all hospitals support VBAC and not all doctors either. And you want to have a doctor in hospital that is VBAC supportive, not just VBAC tolerant. So you definitely want to ask it there. So you can get 
more questions about hospitals in episode four of the podcast. That's ncrcoaching.com forward slash episode four. And that is where I give you more questions to ask to make sure you have the right hospital. The other thing you want to do for sure is take a tour. For goodness sakes, please take a tour of the hospital so that you know the place where you are giving birth. And then the free online class as well. My free online class on how to make a birth plan also talks about questions to ask for the hospital when you go on that tour. So check that out as well. Okay, number three, if you are not happy with your doctor or the hospital where you're you know, supposed to give birth, please do not ignore it. I have seen countless times where women have regretted that they stayed in a situation or with a doctor who they knew was not right for them and what they wanted for their birth. They felt like they didn't want to hurt feelings or they had been with this person for most of their pregnancy or even before their pregnancy. Maybe the person was their gynecologist. And let me tell you, somebody can be a different doctor when they're a gynecologist versus during pregnancy. So if you find that you're in a situation where the doctor is not right for you, then don't ignore it. And you really have two options. The one option, of course, is you may decide to change to another doctor, and that is perfectly reasonable. And again, that episode three will give you some questions to ask to make sure that the next time around you have the right doctor that supports you. And then the second thing you may decide to do, you may decide to have a conversation and work it out. You may want to say, hey, It seems like we're not on the same page about things that I want for my birth and the way that you're practicing. So um, I want to talk about that. And you don't want to ever go into those conversations if you decide to have this type of conversation with an attack mode or confrontational. Doctors, midwives are people too. And they have feelings and they also have bad days. So maybe they were just having a bad day and, you know, maybe having a conversation will help. But don't go into it like in this attack and confrontational mode. What you want to do is try to connect with the humanness in people. So talk about how you feel. Talk about your fears. Talk about your concerns. Most doctors actually do go into medicine because they care about taking care of people. So connect to that humanness. Now, if you still find that after that conversation that it still goes bad, then, you know, by all means, peace out and head on to the next person. You definitely don't want to stay in a situation that isn't supporting you. But if you find that it's not working and you you have that conversation, then start from that human connection first. That human connection works well, not just in this situation, but really in life when you have confrontation. Expecting parents who are looking for great nursery decor, this message is for you. As you prepare for the beautiful journey ahead, let Home Threads be your partner in creating a serene nest for your growing family. At HomeThreads.com, explore a collection designed for comfort and style during this special time. From cozy nursery essentials to soothing rocking chairs, Home Threads has everything to create the perfect home for your little one and always at the best value. If you like unique items, then you definitely need to check out Home Threads. We got a silver picture frame from Home Threads that is absolutely beautiful. It's one of those timeless classic items that will last for years to come and it fits in 
any space in your home. Be sure to visit homethreads.com forward slash Dr. Nicole today and receive a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. Okay, number four, please, please, please do not be afraid to advocate for yourself. I know sometimes it can feel difficult to sort of challenge or stand up to someone in a position of authority. But in this case, sometimes it can even be life and death, really. You really need to do so if you have a concern about something. So be persistent. That may mean that you have to ask a question repeatedly. That may mean that you have to escalate and ask for someone's superior. It may mean that you have to leave a place and go to a whole nother hospital altogether. Hopefully it doesn't come to that, but if something is telling you that something is not right and you're not getting the answer or the response that you feel like is adequate in addressing your concerns, be persistent until you get your concerns addressed. Now, if you're a black woman, then you may have to advocate for yourself even harder. Study after study shows that the concerns of black women are not taken as seriously. So if you are a black woman and you have concerns, then you especially may need to push harder to advocate for yourself. And I will say the same thing that I said regarding the conversation if you're not happy with your doctor. And that is start from that place of trying to connect with the humanness in people. So talk about your feelings, talk about your fears, connect with that that human piece to get your concerns addressed. At least start there. Now, if that doesn't work, then by all means, if you have to take it to another level, if in some cases you have to get insistent, demanding, or even mean about it, then do so. Because at the end of the day, it's your health. It's not you know that person's health or what they're doing. It's you and what's happening to you. So if you got to take it to that level to get what you need to get done, then absolutely 100% do that. But start from that place of human connection first to see if that can help in getting um, your needs addressed. And again, if you're a black woman, then you may have to advocate a bit harder for yourself as those studies show that the concerns of black women, black people actually in medicine tend not to be addressed as seriously. Okay, number five, I want you to rethink your baby shower. We tend to focus more on things when it comes to the baby shower. And I don't understand these days, y'all. I don't know if like baby shower and gender reveal parties are the same thing or if they're different. Like, do you have the gender reveal and then have the baby shower? I don't know. You guys can school me on that in the Facebook group. But anyway, I want you to rethink your baby shower and add more than just things to it. So I get it, the the cute clothes, the toys, that stuff is fun, but I want you to consider adding services to your baby registry. And by services, I mean asking for a doula, whether that is a doula during your pregnancy, whether it's a postpartum doula to help you at home, ask for cleaning services, ask for meals, 
ask to help pay for an in-home pediatrician if your insurance doesn't cover that. That's becoming a more popular thing where um, pediatricians come to your home instead of you having to take the baby out that first couple weeks after birth. I have an in-home pediatrician on the podcast, um, episode number 27, where she talks about in-home care and breastfeeding, and I'll link to that in the show notes. Now, the way that you can ask for that, there's a registry called babylist.com and I'm not affiliated with it at all. I don't get any money or anything or whatever if you sign up for it, but babylist.com allows you to ask for things like doula services or meals or house cleaning along with the things if you're, you're interested. And I will say about the things, like I said, I'm not saying don't ask for the things, but from experience, like you end up having a lot of that stuff. Like you don't need like 40 different onesies. Number one, children grow out of that stuff so freaking fast. They grow like every three seconds. That stuff won't even be useful fairly soon after your baby is born, the clothes especially. Definitely do not invest in getting like 40 different types of of toys, like 10 different types of toys. You'll find that kids have a couple of things that they like and they'll stick to those and some of the stuff that they're they're not even going to like. So you don't want to invest a lot of money in in toys. You don't get a lot of mileage out of those necessarily. For sure, consider accepting hand-me-down clothes and toys if you if you want to. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. I have done that before or just going with less expensive options. I for sure got like less expensive stuff off Amazon, Walmart, Target, like clothes and things like that because again, they they grow so freaking fast. Now, of course, you can have like special occasion outfits or a few special pieces if you'd like. But just consider that you don't necessarily need all of the things on your baby registry and those services will go so much further to help you in the postpartum period. Now, I do want to say there are a couple things that you will use over and over again. So if you want to ask for help for those, then for sure, a car seat, a good car seat and a good stroller. You will use those over and over and over again. So those two things are important. But as for the clothes, the toys, and I'm not saying that you don't get any of that because my God, that stuff is so cute. And you look at it, you're like, oh my goodness, that's so cute. That's so cute. But just maybe get a balance and consider adding some of those services because I guarantee you afterwards, you'll be so happy that you did. Okay. Number six, you need childbirth education. Most women, unfortunately, do not take a childbirth education class. And that is a big mistake. You are so much more likely to be satisfied and happy with your birth experience if you take a good comprehensive childbirth education class. You will better know what to expect and you'll be better able to advocate for yourself if you need to. I know a lot of folks will say, well, I'm just going to trust sort of what my doctor says and and that's fine, but you, you want to have some background knowledge yourself. I I guarantee you, you're going to have a better experience, a more fulfilling experience if you take good childbirth education. Now, there are, of course, different options out there. 
You do have to be a little bit careful about hospital childbirth education classes because sometimes they really are just kind of geared towards getting you into the hospital system. So be a little bit careful about those. But there are other in-person classes. Of course, I have my online childbirth education class, the birth preparation course. And my course ensures that you are knowledgeable, prepared, confident and empowered for your birth. My course is a bit different in that I start off in the very beginning. The very first lesson of the course is on mindset because your mindset is really important for your birth. So I take you through a really important series of exercises to help you with your mindset. And then of course, I cover all of the things like the stages of labor, how to push, how to avoid tears, pain management techniques. I talk about possible scenarios like cesarean or vacuum or forceps, how to deal with that or labor induction and information to get you started for the postpartum period with breastfeeding and and what to expect and all of those good, great things. So definitely check out my online childbirth education class, the birth preparation course. Oh, I also talk about things that you don't hear a lot about in other classes, like the risk and benefits of circumcision. If you have a boy or how to approach placenta encapsulation safely, if that's something you've heard about or interested in. So go to ncrcoaching.com forward slash enroll to check out the class. And at the very least, take my free class on how to make a birth plan that works. That gives you some tons of great information as well. And that's ncrcoaching.com forward slash register. Okay, so number seven and this is something that I am guilty of not doing very well, is you need to prepare for the postpartum period while you're still pregnant. I kind of liken the postpartum period to how we do all of this preparation for the wedding and then sometimes not so much preparation for the marriage, the part that last um, a whole lot longer. So you definitely want to start thinking about the postpartum period and being ready for the postpartum period, starting really in your third trimester. Having a baby is such a huge transition physically, emotionally, your relationships. And unfortunately, like prenatal care in the U.S. isn't really designed to help you deal with that. It's not something that obstetricians are taught to deal with or help women through other than just really like a six-week checkup, which is completely inadequate and, and too late. And we do have more of a focus on postpartum depression, but we really don't have good systems and information in place to help you deal with some of the the physical changes, the emotional changes, the relationship changes that are going to happen postpartum. And don't get me wrong, you can't necessarily prepare for every single thing that's going to happen. It's certainly an ongoing process after you have a baby and how you adjust, but you can have a better idea of what to expect. Now, as far as resources, I do talk a bit about immediate postpartum period in the birth preparation course. So I talk about some of the normal physical changes, postpartum depression, breastfeeding, those kind of things. Some other resources. Next week on the podcast, I'm going to have a perinatal psychologist on who focuses on pregnancy in the postpartum period. She actually thinks that we should start talking about this like at 28 weeks of pregnancy for everyone. So that's Dr. Alyssa Berlin. She is actually the wife of the prenatal chiropractor who I had on a few episodes back, Elliot Berlin. And then also I came across a Instagram account 
of an OBGYN who focuses a lot on the postpartum period. She even has a course for the postpartum period. Her name is Dr. Christine Sterling. And I don't know her. I just happened to come across her page. But looking through some of her stuff, it looks very useful and good. And she has a couple of free resources in addition to paid resources to help you get ready for that postpartum period. So I will link to her website in the show notes. All right. Hey, so you made it this far in the episode and I'm thinking it's because you enjoyed this podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I have a favorite to ask. Creating and producing the All About Pregnancy Into Birth podcast has been one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you on this journey with me. Your support and engagement means the world to me and it's what helps keep this podcast going. But here's the thing. Producing a podcast involves time, effort, and resources from recording equipment to an editor, hosting fees, coordinating guests, countless hours spent researching and crafting content. It all adds up. And that's where I could use your support. I've never wanted to turn all about pregnancy and birth into a paywall. I want it to remain accessible to everyone. That's why I've set up a way for you to support the show financially if you're able and willing. If this podcast has helped you during your pregnancy, your birth, or your life, I'm asking you to consider contributing to the show. Your support will help cover production and team costs and ensure that I can continue delivering the episodes you love. So in the month of March, head to drnicolerankins.com forward slash support and contribute whatever you can. Your support, no matter how big or small, makes a significant impact. It helps us continue delivering high quality content and ensures the future of all about pregnancy and birth. Again, that's drnicolerankins.com forward slash support. Thank you so much for being part of the All About Pregnancy and Birth community. Now back to the show. Number eight is you need to be comfortable with getting help if you can pay for it, if you have money for it, or accepting help when people offer to help or asking for help if you need it, either during your pregnancy, but especially after you have a baby. And the specific things that I'm thinking about that you can get, accept, or ask help for are meals, making meals, cleaning up, doing laundry, help with the postpartum doula. Um, Maybe you want somebody to come and watch the baby so you and your partner can go on a coffee date. Doesn't have to be anything major, but just to get out of the house for a few minutes. And I will say that a lot of times people will ask, you know, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Don't be afraid to be specific about what they can do. So don't be afraid to say, you know what? We love lasagna. So can you make us a turkey lasagna? Because that'll last for a while and we can freeze up the rest. Or, oh, you know what you can do? Um, I ordered some groceries from my grocery store. And can you please go pick them up? You just have to pull up to the parking space and pick them up. If anybody doesn't do that, I hope you do a grocery delivery. We do grocery delivery, which is like 
the best thing ever. There's still some kinks sometimes in what they choose. And I'm a little bit anal about some of the produce that they choose. But (laughs) overall, grocery delivery is a great thing. Or you can, like I said, have them pick up your groceries where you just pull up to the car and they load your groceries in in the car. You can ask somebody to pick up your groceries for you. You can order them online. So definitely don't be afraid to be specific about asking for help. You know, oh, we got a whole load of baby clothes and laundry to fold that we haven't gotten to. Have your friend come over and y'all can chit chat and fold laundry together. Do those types of things. So ask for help, accept help or pay for help if you want to. And paying for help may go back to that one that I said about changing what you ask for in your baby shower registry so you can afford those things when the baby is here. And the one thing I I do want to say about help is that just be sure that the people who are coming around you to see the baby afterwards, that they, you know, yes, people want to see the baby and you want them to see the baby, but really their role should be to support you as you get comfortable with your new relationship with this tiny human being that you are responsible for. My mother tells this story of how for my older sister, when she was born, my grandmother came to visit and I love my grandmother, God rest her soul. But my grandmother came to visit my mom and my grandmother just kind of sat around and held the baby. And my mom ended up having to cook and do more stuff for both my grandparents who were visiting and the baby. So it really wasn't helpful. So when people come to visit you, especially if they're staying for an extended period, their role is to support you. Yes, you can let them see the baby and all that good, great stuff, but their primary role is to support you so that you can spend more time getting to know your baby and getting comfortable with being a mom. All right, the last two things are not just specifically about pregnancy and birth. They apply to pregnancy and birth, but they will really help you for your life, okay? So number nine is trust yourself. I want you to be comfortable with or get used to or good at learning how to trust yourself. Learn how to connect to that inner wisdom, that inner voice that you have. People call it different things. They call it, you know, whispers from God, the universe, intuition, whatever you call it. But that voice exists for a reason and it's to help you and to guide you. So I want you to get comfortable trusting yourself and trusting that inner voice. Now, I will say that trusting that it's a skill. It's something that you have to practice. It's something that you have to get in tune with and get good at. But the more that you listen, the more you connect with that, the more you get in tune with it, the easier it'll be and the better you'll be at hearing it. And ways that you can connect with that inner voice, your inner voice, your inner wisdom and trust yourself are meditation. I highly, highly recommend regular meditation. And if you don't already meditate, then I have a free guide that can help you get started. And I'll link to that in the show notes or just quiet. So stepping away from the TV, from electronic devices, taking a walk in nature, those things just 
kind of connecting and taking time, some quiet space for yourself will help you strengthen listening to that inner voice and knowing when you can trust it. Because sometimes you'll hear chatter and it's not really your inner voice, it's something else. So like for me, sometimes I hear thoughts and it's actually not like inner guidance or wisdom. It's anxiety because occasionally sometimes I have trouble with anxiety and I have gotten better at understanding the difference between no, 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 no. That's just anxiety acting up because I, I feel different. My body feels different. There's a tightness that's there that clues me in that this is anxiety and not my inner wisdom inner voice or guidance. And it took time to get there. I'm 45 now. And I can't say that I got that overnight, but you don't have to be 45 before you can trust yourself and strengthen that connection to your inner voice. You can start doing that right now, no matter what your age is. So with practice and with time, you will get, you will get better at this. I feel like I'm, I'm very good at this now. I feel very comfortable about that. And you can get to that point too, where you can trust yourself and trust that inner voice and that guidance. Because let me tell you, if you don't listen, and I think I got this analogy, I want to say I heard it from Oprah, but God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, sends you signals about things. And it starts off with like a pebble, you know, just like hitting you on the shoulder. And you're like, hmm, what was that? You know, what just to grab your attention, um, to get you to pay attention and look up. And if you don't pay attention to the pebble, then the next thing that comes your way is a brick. So if you don't pay attention to the pebble, next time you can get a brick thrown at you and that'll get your attention a little bit more. So up oh, here comes a brick and it's like, oh wait, I got, uh, what, what was that that hit me in the back of the head, a brick. And if you don't pay attention to the brick, the next thing that's coming is a boulder that's just going to roll you right over. So you want to learn to pay attention to that inner guidance, voice, wisdom, so that things don't escalate in your life to those boulders. All right. And then the last thing that I want to say is that you need to make space and time to take care of yourself in a holistic way. So what I mean by that is that you need to make space and time to take care of yourself physically that means moving your body with exercise. It doesn't have to be anything terribly complicated, but moving your body with exercise, being mindful of what you put in your body, food as energy and nutrition and as nourishment. You need to be mindful of taking care of yourself physically with adequate rest. Sleep is so important. You need to be mindful of taking care of yourself emotionally. You need to do those things that rejuvenate your, your spirit, your soul, whether that's reading a book, it may be nature, uh, maybe you like to dance, things to really help rejuvenate yourself. You need to nourish your relationships, whether it's personal relationships, it could be peer or working relationships, because honestly, your work environment influences your health as well. You may need to even do therapy. I think therapy is great. I have seen a therapist for the first time in the last year. Everybody should have a therapist. <laughs> so um, therapy may be an issue. You want to take care of yourself financially so that you have the things that you need to use money to support your life and the things that are important to you. 
take care of yourself spiritually. That may be uh, meditation, that may be prayer. Those are the two things that I do on a regular basis. Maybe you are a regular church goer. Maybe you fellowship with other women or people in different ways through things like book clubs or groups or meetings. Those things may help nourish you in a spiritual way. You want to take care of your physical environment, like what's actually around you helps support you. Again, something that I want to say I heard Oprah say is like your house should rise up to greet you. So that doesn't mean that it has to be anything fancy or overly expensive, but taking care of your physical environment. And the reason that all of these things are important in taking this holistic approach to health is because they certainly all influence each other. But Really, a healthy baby starts with having a healthy mom. So the healthier that you are as a mother and a woman, the better able you'll be to have a healthy baby, a healthy child, and be a good parent. Now, I know that I've said a lot in that last sentence about the thing or this last bullet point or whatever you want to call it about what you have to do and things you have to work on. And it can feel overwhelming, but just take it one step at a time. Work on a little bit here, a little bit there. Just keep making forward progress because all of that progress adds up and it all snowballs into each other. And also give yourself some grace because sometimes you'll have setbacks and you won't always do things perfectly. For example, there was um, like a work party the other night And I was good. I only had one cookie, but then I subsequently turned around and had like a plate of chips and dip, like stuff that I don't ever eat at home because I don't buy it, but it was at work and it was there. And I just went for it in a way that was a little bit extra, but just give myself some grace to start over again and and regroup and know that it's a, it's a process. But when you Keep working at that process of improving your health in that holistic way, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, your environment. All of those things in the long run will add up to help you have healthy pregnancy, healthy birth, and healthy life. Okay, just to recap those 10 pieces of advice to help you have your best pregnancy, birth, and life, get your 2020 off to a great start. Number one, know the doctor, the midwife, or the practice who you're seeing for your prenatal care. And I will link to those resources in the show notes that you can go to. Number two, know the hospital where you plan to give birth. And again, we'll have some resources for you in the show notes there. Number three, if you're not happy with your doctor or hospital, do not ignore it. You need to address it head on, either change to another doctor or try to work it out. Number four, do not be afraid to advocate for yourself if you need to. Be persistent if you need to. And if you're a black woman, you may need to be extra persistent about advocating for yourself. Number five, rethink your baby shower. You want to add some services in there in addition to the things as those services will go a long way to helping you in the postpartum period. Number six, you need a childbirth education. Comprehensive childbirth education is a must. And of course, I encourage you to check out my option, the birth preparation course, and I will link to that in the show notes as well. Number seven, start preparing for the postpartum period while you're still pregnant. 
And I will link to a couple of resources for you there. Remember that having a baby is a big change physically, emotionally, your relationship. So you want to get started so that you're ready for it when it happens. Number eight, get help. Whether you pay for it, accept help if it's offered or ask for help if you need it. Number nine, trust yourself, connect with that inner wisdom, that inner voice that you all have. And then number 10, make space, make time to take care of yourself in a holistic way. Having a healthy baby, the first piece is having a healthy mom. So take care of yourself in that holistic way, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, all of those things. All right, so that is it for this episode of the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know a lot of folks listen in Spotify as well, so shout out to those who listen in Spotify. And if you feel so inclined, I would really appreciate you leaving an honest review in Apple Podcast. First of all, I love reading them. They like make my day. So leave me a review in Apple Podcast. And they also help other women find the show and they help the show to grow. So please do that. Also, if you're not a part of my free Facebook group all about pregnancy and birth, then definitely come join us in the group. It's a great place to connect with other like-minded pregnant women. I am in the group, the community manager for the group. Keisha is an experienced doula. Um, I do tips, um, advice. I also give away the course in the group from time to time. So come check out the group. It's all about pregnancy and birth on Facebook and you can join there. I would love to have you. Now, next week on the podcast, we will have Dr. Alyssa Berlin. She is a clinical psychologist. She specializes in pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting. And we had a really fun conversation, lots of information. You're really going to enjoy it. So come on back next week. And until then, I wish you a healthy and happy pregnancy and birth. Today's episode is brought to you by Women's Wellness Coaching by Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins. Head to ncrcoaching.com to check out my free one-hour mini course on how to make your birth plan, as well as my comprehensive online childbirth education class, the Birth Preparation Course. With over eight hours of content and a private course community, the Birth Preparation Course will leave you knowledgeable, prepared, confident, and empowered going into your birth. Head to ncrcoaching.com to learn more. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them
them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.